Welcome to Tending Your Soul. I'm Marielle Davenport. This podcast is an invitation to cultivate greater intimacy with God through the seed of His Word. If you're worn out from the dry seasons of life and yearn for the refreshment of time with God, but feel overwhelmed at where to start, you're in the right place. Join me in the garden as we let God tend our soul with His Word, little by little. Welcome to episode 12 of Tending Your Soul podcast. I'm Marielle, and I'm so glad you're joining me today in this space. You know, I often meet with the Lord in my little backyard salsa garden. It's a small fenced-in space in the far side of my yard here on the coast. And my husband built it for me this spring after we first moved into this house because he knows my love for salsa. And this space just gives me a place to be refreshed and be still before God. And right now it's summer in my neck of the woods as I record this. And in my area, summer means hot. So my garden is desperate for water daily. And this demands that my morning summer routine includes time in the garden watering it before the sun really beats down on it all day. But it consistently reminds me of how my own heart is desperate for daily, consistent, continual time with the Lord. His word offers the refreshment my heart needs, and just like it takes time to let the water soak into the roots with my tomato plants, it takes time to be intentional about leaning into God's word. So as we take these few moments today in the garden and let God soak our soul, let's invite him to do what only he can do in our hearts. And using my tend method, we're going to begin with T for take time to pray. Father. You are the gardener of our soul. You bring forth good fruit from hearts that are inclined towards you. Would you speak now through your word and refresh our dry and weary souls as only you can. Amen. Under the guidance of my tend method, we move from take time to pray to E, examine the scripture. And as we're slowly and intentionally moving through the book of James, we find ourselves in the next two verses today, James 1, 12 through 13. If you missed any of the previous verses in the book of James, you can start with episode 8. So let's examine these two verses word for word and just allow God to press the seed of his word into our heart. James 1, 12 through 13 says, Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial. For when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he's tempted, I'm being tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, and he himself tempts no one. Now, when I first came to know the Lord in my early 20s, I came from an atheist belief and a very unchurched background. This has made me especially curious about what many people refer to as Christianese, referring to words that the church people use that have often been so overused or misused that they've lost their true meaning. The word blessed is one such word. What's also interesting to me is that words that are seemingly plain in the English language, like blessed or even love or patience, are often so multifaceted and descriptive in the original biblical languages. In the original language that James was written in, 
there are actually a couple of words that can be translated blessed in English. And the word here that James chose to use is the word makros. And it carries the meaning of being happy and even to be envied. If we plug that definition back into the verse, we see that God through James is saying here that the one who remains steadfast under trial will be happy and even envied. That's an incredible redemption to a trial, isn't it? In examining these two verses, I also find it interesting that James urges the reader about what not to say. Let no one say when he is tempted. Isn't it easy to just spout our feelings when we're tempted or in a trial? I can tend to lean towards being cynical, often trying to protect myself. And it's in trials of various kinds, both small and big trials, where I can tend to just say words to myself or to others that aren't God's truth. They aren't kind or encouraging. But James is warning against this. So as we move through the acronym of TEND, we come to N, which is for notice the lesson. So what is this teaching about God? And what is this teaching about ourselves? And we can see in verse 12 that the character of God is that he promises that the one who endures will be blessed. God has promised the crown of life to those who love him. There's happiness on the other side of this. There's hope. God promises that there is always hope. We also see that this is teaching us that God is not tempted. God is not the one tempting us. We'll see in the next two verses that we're going to tend through in our next episode what the source of our temptation is. But for now, suffice it to say that it is not God. So if God is not ever tempted, that means that then he cannot be lured into darkness or into evil. Friend, he is never going to sin against you. He will never do wrong by you. God will always act in love for you and for me. Regardless of how it feels for us in the moment, in our limited perspective. Another lesson we see here, as I mentioned, uh, that the remainder of James offers for us is to not speak out of our perspective or our feelings when we're in a trial or when we're being tempted. We're to remind our soul and others of truth, God's truth, rather than just speaking from the overflow of our own cynical hearts. So as we move to D for do what it says, we can turn that lesson into a question and ask ourselves, what am I saying that isn't true or isn't from God's perspective? I can also ask myself then, how can I see from God's perspective rather than letting my emotions dictate my words or actions? For me, it's helpful to tend through verses every day in order to continually refresh my soul with truth. I can't miss a day of watering my tomatoes in the summer, lest they start to shrivel. In a similar way, I can't miss much time apart from the word of God, lest I begin to dry up. And from a dried up soul comes words and actions of bitterness, anger, discontent. 
But when I allow God to tend the soil of my heart in a consistent way, then he's going to bring forth fruit in and out of season by his grace and his goodness. What about you, friend? What are the words that you're saying, revealing about what's in your heart these days? How can you slow down and turn to see from God's perspective instead? In Matthew 12, 34, Jesus reminds us that it's out of the abundance of the heart that the mouth speaks. So what's in your heart? If our words are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, likely we're overflowing from a heart sown in truth. But if not, then let's ask God to help us to lean into his word with consistency and allow the gardener to tend in us what only he can. Oh, sweet gardener of my soul, would you come tend to the places that need tending in my heart, the places that need refreshment and a renewed sense of truth and stability in you? It's in your life-giving name that I pray. Amen. Friend, if you desire greater intimacy with God, I want to invite you to go to my website, marielledavenport.com. Download the free guide, Tools for Tending Your Soul. It's a simple guide to help you cultivate a deeper walk with Jesus through His Word. Also, if you desire to keep tending your soul throughout the week, you may want to get your own copy of Tending the Word. You can find that on Amazon. I'll have the links in the show notes. But until next time, keep tending your soul by the word.